Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week's story is episode 50. We made it. 50 out of like whatever. But you made it to 50. We sure did. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the faceless ones. Yes, but uh, definitely going to need some uh, whiskey, especially because it looks so good. Yes. So let's get to the whiskey of the week. This week we are drinking George Dickel. George, George Dickel. Sour Smash Whiskey, nine year, mm-hmm. hand selected barrel. Okay. Now, I should say that I bought this from Total Wine mm-hmm. and that apparently these were made specifically for Total Wine and even has a nice bit of Total Wine pack swag. Oh. Bottled exclusively for Total Wine and More Houston by George A. Dickel and Company, 2021. Oh, yeah. That's a super special. Yeah. It would make a cute Christmas decoration. It would. Like, uh, you know how some folk people like dress the bottles of liquor? Mm-hmm. It'd be a good little chain to put on the outside. Oh my god. Of the Just give them like some like sweats Just and a like little, you know? a little ball cap. Yeah. You know? Any knitters out there? <laughs> I mean, look, don't be surprised if he does not show back up in your house as like your Christmas gnome. Yeah. With his chain. With a chain. But anyway, so we are actually drinking this because their general manager and distiller is a woman. Nice. Yeah. So it's another woman-run company. In this season. Almost like it's what we're doing this season. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing again? Just kidding. <laughs> we are focusing on women, women in whiskey. whiskey. So this is Nicole Austin. And Nicole Austin graduated from Manhattan College. I'm reading this straight off their website. Yeah. Whatever. No shame. Uh, with a major in chemical engineering in 2006. Mm. Another awesome science-oriented woman who decided Mm -hmm. to take that knowledge and do something fun with it. Yeah. I love it. It's super exciting that so many of these women have come from... Science backgrounds. And like hard science backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that worked in labs, have worked with it all. Yeah, like to... I would like to say that I could relate on some sort of level, but chemical engineering makes my biology degree look like... I don't want to say something rude. <laughs> I love the degree. It was expensive as fuck. Yeah. However. But like it, it makes it look like a liberal arts degree. You know, it like might as well be a, like a not science compared to like, like chemical engineering is a different ball game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a hard Shit science. I don't understand. Right. Yeah. Bio is a hard science. Chemical engineering is a hard science. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. So mad, mad props as someone who failed out of most of your classes. Yeah. You still have science, you know? you know? I just don't, I just didn't do all You just can't do it. Yeah. No, literally. Chemical engineering and all of that, chemistry and engine, all of it. There's too much math in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not a math person. I'm de- I was definitely mm-hmm. more of a history, like mm-hmm. social sciences, English mm-hmm. type of gal. Yeah. Well, see, that's why I didn't want to say anything rude. The actual like distillery for George Dickel 
the dude, George, Mm -hmm. was born 40 years after the Declaration of Independence was signed. Oh, wow. So he's like an old dude. and So So this is like an old brand. Right. And it's why it's spelled without, we get whiskey without the E, is because he's like, I'm a Scot. Uh, I'm making whiskey. So... No E. Okay. And um, I'm a little nervous about this sour mash situation. <laughs> Does that make you feel all things inside? I'm just like, it's like pineapple on a pizza, you know? Like how, when I think about sour anything, it's just not like anything beside like a candy or like mm. a, like, li- like lime or something. Mm. I don't know if in this case sour means like the same thing. I, I hope not. Out. So um, here we go. Cheers. Okay. That smells. It stings a little. It definitely stung me a little bit. It's like a, it feels like a hollow sting. Yeah. You know? All right, let's go for it. <clears throat> oh, God, I can't do this. <clears throat> yes, I can. Yeah, we can. Yes. But I'm feeling the same way. <laughs> Cheers. We'll just have this I, one. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't, I'm just, I'm feeling nervous. It's okay. Maybe it'll be delicious. Ooh. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, wow. No. Oh, God. It's strong. This is a good one on the rocks. I feel like it'll be better on the rocks. Yeah. It's 51... 0.5% 0.5% alcohol per volume, 107 proof. Wow. That doesn't... 103 proof. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Dang. Oh. Yeah, that burns a little. Yeah. A lot of <laughs> I'm hoping I'll like the flavor more on the rocks. Because that's not... I'm not sold on that yet. Oh, God damn it. Wouldn't give to be a fucking dog or a cat, whatever. Work so hard. To I'd actually like to be like a pet flying squirrel, like if I had my druthers. Mm, I definitely want to be like a a rich lady's dog, like the ones that have their own rooms and like their own like. Butlers. I want to be one of Lisa Vanderpump's dogs. Yeah, yeah. Very specifically, I'll take the alopecia if I can come back as Jiggy, <laughs> because like that dog's got it made. Okay, so now that we have it on the rocks, it's happening. I'm swirling it a little just so I can dilute. Okay, let's try this again. Cheers. (laughs) (laughs) You're so chaotic. Okay, ready? Uh, Yeah. Cheers. Start over. Cheers. It's like we've never done a podcast before. <laughs> it's our first time. It's the fiftieth episode. <laughs> it opens up the flavor a little more. Ani, it's still strong. It's still strong. Dinah does not like. Ooh, I'm gonna give it a good like four point five. <laughs> Actually, no, four point eight because uh, there's a little <laughs> bit. There's a little bit of it that's like. Mm, it it's definitely made me curious like oh. but like this would definitely have to be a whiskey that i'm drinking when i 
go out somewhere and I say, I'm only having one drink. No. No. Why would you do that? Why would Because you it'll make your- me go so slow. Yeah, but why wouldn't you find something that would make you go so slow but is also delicious? Because then I'll just drink it fast. That's the point. (laughs) No. If I'm going out and paying exorbitant prices that they overcharge for a glass of whiskey at a bar, I'm not going to spend it on trash. I mean, not that I'm saying this is trash, but it is definitely something that I will not buy at a bar. (laughs) I No, no, no. I would never buy this at a bar. I I would much rather take... Your standard line, whatever no, jack they have. Absolutely not. That is where no. That is a that is a line I'm a, crossed. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a whole season of Jack just for you. Fuck that. I can't. I've had too many picklebacks, and I won't do it anymore. <laughs> uh, jack Daniels has a very soft plus spot in my heart. Oh. Mm, okay. Well, what are you gonna give it? A five. You're giving it a five? I've never, that's the lowest score I've ever given. <laughs> All this shit and you're still giving it a five? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I do, I beg to differ. <laughs> How do I like it and I give it a 4.8? I don't know. That's why I was so surprised over the 4.8. I was like, damn, like we've never gone that low. It's not This like, is the worst whiskey you've had on the show? Not the worst. Well, you're not giving the it the lowest score. Not the worst. Okay, I recant my statement. I'm going to give it a 5.5. Five. 5. 5. For me, it's a 5. Because it's... Are you going to go for the 4.8? <laughs> yeah, I think I might. I think I might go for the 4.8 because it's legitimately not one that I don't think I would... Ever drink it ever. I don't like the kick. Life. I don't like the taste. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you like it, kind of. I mean, it's it's sippable. Not sippable. It is slow sip. Yeah. I disagree. I'm sad that that must be consumed. (laughs) And am very glad. I am going to consume it, dear listeners, for you. But I am very glad that Jen provided the uh, Juan for the night. The Juan. (laughs) Because that is not good for Diana. Yeah. So I gave it a 4.8. There's also beer. So oh, hi, Gua. And you gave it a 5.5? Five, 5.5. Five? Five, five. So um, I'm going to forcibly ingest the rest of this whiskey. Okay. <sighs> you got this. Like, <clears throat> maybe it will get better. They say it gets better, right? I don't know. I About, mean, like, everything, right? Everything gets better? So this must get better, Some too. things get better. Okay, once that sits in the ice... Okay, I'm reevaluating. This is much better than it was about two minutes ago. Yeah, I just have to have it open a little bit, have a little bit of the water. That initial was worse. I mean, the second taste was definitely worse than the first, Mm -hmm. but this is more manageable. Yeah, definitely so. It's not as easy to go down. I could bring it up based on the rocks. It's much better on the rocks now that that ice is kind of like diluted Mm -hmm. a little. I'm going to go so far as to bring it back up to a six. Wow. Yeah. No, I'll take that to a six. Damn. Okay. Although everything before this was a 4.8. <laughs> like, not kidding. It was awful. <laughs> but this is like, 
I wouldn't ever want this necessarily mm-hmm. because I think it's actually kind of bland now. Mm-hmm. But water it down and I can drink it. Mm-hmm. I can mix it. Mm-hmm. And I could drink it too fast. Yeah, it's a little dangerous now. Mm-hmm. But not exciting. And let's talk about Doctor Who. Let's do it. So this week we are discussing the faceless ones. Mm, they should just call them lizards. They yeah, I don't think they probably like looked lizard. as much like lizards if it was in black and white, though. You know, if yeah. they didn't know they were green. Yeah, I'm like chameleon like green. Well, yeah, I mean they were named chameleon, yeah. but they just kind of looked like skin things to me. Yeah, they were I loved them. A little lizard ass. Yeah, I liked the aesthetic. Anyway, <laughs> it ran from, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, it ran from April 8th to May 13th of 1967. Things that happened during the run. This is a truncated one because I got bored. Mm-hmm. On theme, mm-hmm. on April 9th, the first Boeing 737 makes its maiden voyage. Mm. Or flight. I think they're probably called flights, not mm-hmm. voyages. Um, and the 737 is what we typically think of as an airplane today. Okay. April 24th, cosmonaut Vladimir Mikhailovich Komorov. I was going to get that so good. Practice <laughs> of everything. Cosmonaut Vladimir Mikhailovich Komorov died in Soyuz 1, the first person to die in a space mission. Hmm. Everybody else were doing like training mission. All the other people that have died in space right. in these kind of accidents have all been in like training missions mm-hmm. and like test flights and that kind of thing. And he was actually on a like, this is a space mission mission. Mm. So. Did you hear that they're trying to land on the moon again soon? Yeah, you know, let's do what the other guy did. <laughs> let's make sure we can get to Mars. Preparation for Mars, yeah. <laughs> to colonize that planet, which, you know, as long as there's nothing there, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> now, April 29th. Muhammad Ali was stripped of his boxing title when he refused induction into the U.S. Army, citing religious reasons. Mm-hmm. Which, like, props Fair. to him. Good for standing into your guns, especially mm-hmm. during this time period mm-hmm. with the country's attitude towards the war and what the reality of that war actually was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 7th, CBS Reports did the first news documentary in the U.S. to report on gay and lesbian issues ever. Interesting. It was hosted by Mark Wallace who like my brain remembers is like a mm-hmm. dude, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was watched by over 40 million people. Damn. It was called... Oh, God. Some really bad name. The Homosexuals. Okay. It could be worse. On March 11th, mm-hmm. the bald eagle was placed on the endangered species list. Mm. <sighs> bad times. Have you ever seen one? Mm-mm. I have. They live in South Carolina. Mm. They live in the swamps there. I was on a field trip, and we were like, you know, surprise, surprise, I was a science nerd. Mm -hmm. And so I went on some, like, this is how you protect wildlife summer camp kind of thing, wildlife conservation. I got a big old textbook from it because that's how much of a science nerd I was in middle school. I still have that textbook. Um, Of course you do. mm -hmm. I have a whole bookshelf of, like, old (laughs) textbooks. But we went out into the swamps, and it was bald eagle nesting times and so up in the like there's like these beautiful tall trees on the swamps there and they mm-hmm. all nest in the very tops of those trees and you can't bring any loud noises into those swamps because oh. you might scare the bald eagles and like fuck all the other endangered species we don't give a shit about them but like but these eagles yeah they are real they're real pretty i'm sure <laughs> well, probably they're fucking huge too they are i mean i never saw one up close 
but I have seen... They just look like they're big birds. And at least the wingspan. Yeah, I've seen other big birds up close, and so... Because I've seen a golden eagle up close, and they're the biggest ones. And they're pretty intense. Mm. I mean, to be fair, that one was dead in a lab, preserved. But, you know, I still saw one. Yeah. You got to see how big it yeah. was. All right, so... um this story was written by David Ellis and Malcolm Hulk and was directed by Jerry Mill. Story editor was Jerry Davis and the producer was Ennis Lloyd with Peter Bryant as an associate producer. Um, do the names David Ellis, Malcolm Hulk, or Jerry Mill or Jerry Mill mean anything to you? Jerry Mill in the first one you said. David Ellis? Mm-hmm. It'd be pretty weird because um, none of them Never? have ever worked for the show before. Oh, damn. Now, David Ellis and Hulk... In the Wasn't Malcolm- there another Ellis? Shockingly, that kind of stuff isn't actually what sticks in my head. I have to look that stuff up every time. <laughs> if I was in your shoes, I would never remember. I feel like there was an Ellis. I don't know. I think so too, though. Well, but I'm not going to be able to pull that. Yeah. Right. In, <laughs> in this state? Yeah, no. I'm not going to be able to pull that out. So David Ellis had quite a few script ideas that were rejected by the BBC. And this one was originally called The Big Store. Uh-huh. And it was supposed to be a Hartnell era story like that's when he originally wrote it was during the Hartnell era mm-hmm. uh, and it got turned down and then reused later and my favorite thing about his wikipedia entry is that like you've got that standard wiki intro right mm-hmm. and then it's got the chapter like right. i don't know what you call those the subdivisions Subdiv- yeah. of the rest of the wikipedia article right all this man has on his wiki article is his introduction and the only subsection he has is proposed Doctor Who stories. Wow. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. And only one of them got picked up. Damn. This one. Damn. Malcolm Hulk also had a lot of script ideas. He worked a lot with Ellis, to, and so a lot of those same script ideas got turned down. Mm-hmm. The difference with him is that he was actually a very prominent writer and even wrote the book called Writing for Television in the 70s, oh. which apparently was like the industry bible of the time like it was a very influential text among industry players okay he was also conscientious objector during world war ii what does that mean so a conscientious objector is what muhammad ali did which is i cannot serve on x grounds gotcha gotcha. and they're usually religious or it's usually seen as like a weaker stance but like moral grounds right right, right. and it became much more of a thing in vietnam Mm -hmm. like it's a big thing it's it's they would be called draft dodgers right mm. there's a whole question on application immigration application about that oh did you ever dodge the draft you want to ask them if they ever dodged the draft yeah like if they how ever, are they gonna dodge the like draft if they ever fled how are they gonna the dodge US the draft to, to fled to to dodge the draft or to stop paying oh like they're coming taxes. back like back after they dodge the yeah. draft well i don't know if they're coming back but the qu- what, what that, that's a question what a ridiculous question no i mean there's fans. also to be fair I'm there's also the-, the question about between the years of 1935 and 1945, were you ever a member of the Nazi party or affiliate? And that question still exists. And like most of those people are like not, not alive anymore. Or, or real immigra- old. They're not in the process of immigrating anymore. Right, right. Like they they're probably shouldn't. Go- yeah, they're where they're going to be. At this point, mm-hmm. like, hmm. you know, or maybe if that's your dying wish, you know, who knows? If that's your dying wish and you want to spend that money. Then I do not want to grant it. Because you were in the Nazi party from 1935 to 1945. I mean, if they answer yes, if they answer yes, right? But, I mean, that's just to say how, like, old those questions are and just how How stupid. Yeah, right. So Hulk was a conscientious objector, which 
Honestly, in Britain during World War II is a bold fucking move when, I don't know, they're up against the Nazis. Right. Yeah. That's a bold move. That's a bold choice. I'm not mad at someone who is that much Mm anti-war because I kind of think I might be. Mm -hmm. Not that I've ever been tested to know exactly where that line is, Mm -hmm. but that's a bold move. Mm -hmm. Like this guy's not any kind of like shrinking violet to be able to stand up and say in the UK, I'm not going to war against the Germans. He was also a communist. Like, not just like, oh, we think he's a communist. Like, actually joined the Communist Party of Great Britain he's in 1945. He's a communist. He's a right. card-holding communist. Like, a title-holding communist. Like, he had an office oh, in wow. the Communist Party of oh, the UK. okay. Right, so Serious like... shit. Communist. Mm-hmm. But would, like, dip out of the Communist Party during times when he didn't agree with them. So like uh, Russia so he invading, was an independent. Yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm only gonna hang out with y'all when you agree with me, right? Uh, like when the Soviet Union invaded Yugoslavia, and he didn't agree with their stance on the Korean War, and like mm-hmm. all sorts of shit. But he was so he would bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, he did work with Sidney Newman, the guy that created Doctor Who, mm-hmm. um, before Doctor Who was created. So they kind of knew each other back in the day, which okay. is how he got into writing. Oh, with them gotcha. and then got most of the stories turned down mm-hmm, mm-hmm. up until this point we're gonna see him more later gotcha now i literally could not find anything on jerry mill hmm. sorry dude i do not know this man sorry to this man he existed somewhere yeah to be fair i again got bored this week this might have some indication of how i felt about this episode and i did not look any further than the wikipedia article um because if they weren't even gonna put his name in blue right then meh. then i'm not i'm not Mm-mm. So let's take a peek behind the stage door. Let's do it. Yeah. Wanda Ventham, who played Jean Rock. I think she was one of the flight The attendants. secretary. Mm-hmm. That was she a was badass. holding it down. Badass. Okay? That Top to bottom badass. woman was holding it down. Right. We'll get into her because I have lots of notes on mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, she was featured in 2014's People. Okay. She's still alive. Still alive. Uh, I mean, she she was. I think she's still alive, yeah. So she was featured in 2014's People as one of the most beautiful women in the world at 79 years old as a hot mom because she plays Sherlock's mom in Sherlock. Oh, wow. Same actress. Kind of cool, right? Pauline Collins was Sam Briggs, who is our um, scouse queen from Liverpool Mm -hmm. that's running around and falling in love with Jamie. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, she was actually offers, offered a spot as the next companion, but turned it down. She was like, I can't do this. Not for me, fam. <laughs> now, what is fun about Pauline Collins is, and this is a bit spoilery, but the, there's every chance we're never going to get there mm-hmm. through this medium, so I'm not too worried. You'll forget by then. She's fucking Queen Victoria in A Tenth Doctor Story mm-hmm. in Tooth and Claw, which is a personal favorite of mine. And so when I read that, I was like, no fucking way. Huh. Queen Vic. <laughs> no way. And she's honestly a very prolific actor. So has got a lot of work under her belt. Is still very active. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really fun to see her in it. We have Bernard Kay, who was the Inspector Crossland. Okay. He was also Tyler in the Dalek Invasion of Earth and Saladin in the Crusade. Okay. And that's all I got on him. Ooh, Nurse Pinto. The nurse from the yeah. story? Uh-huh. Yeah. She was played by... Betty White. <laughs> Madalena Nicole. She's Brazilian. Like, for real, for real Brazil. Like, born in Sao Paulo, died oh, in wow. Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. Um, her full name is Maria Magdalena Mendez Cajado. And she sang for Franklin Delano Roosevelt at the White House. Wow. 
She's the coolest person in this episode, quite honestly. <laughs> um, she did some guest spots in Britain TV shows. Okay. So Doctor Who is one of them. Mm-hmm. But most of her career was at a the- was as like a full-blown prominent theater actress in Brazil. Ooh, okay. And in the late 70s, mm-hmm. she taught drama at the Houston Academy of Dramatic Arts. What? Yeah. So she was like stomping around our she, hometown. Yeah. That's uh, cool. So very cool. Yeah. That's so she's cool. very cool. And I really love... That like they never like made a point of her being Brazilian in the episode. Mm-hmm. She was just Nurse Pinto. Right. Makes me question the name, but like like Pinto Bean. <laughs> you know, like what a strange I remember thinking in the episode, that's a weird name. Right. That's a strange name. Right. And then finding out she was Brazilian, I was like, that's a weird that's name. That's a weird name. As far as production notes go for this episode, we watched the animation. Mm-hmm. Again, the color version. Mm-hmm. At some point, what I might do is when we do have extant episodes. Have us watch the extant episodes in the mix. In the mix. So that we can have them at the mm-hmm. very least to get some of that feel. Gotcha. But on the other hand, I also think it's better to just watch it all in one because we're not necessarily like nit- nitpicking more than characters. Right. And we get that the just basic, as well. Yeah, just. Yeah. But two episodes from this do remain intact. Mm-hmm. Episodes one and three. Okay. And we also have a copy of the Australian censored version. Hmm. We also have all the censored bits. Okay. From Fun. that Australian censored version, um, which is what we saw in the British cuts anyway. Gotcha. Now, in terms of what we're looking at, I, I felt like it was important to kind of put airports into perspective, into mm-hmm. context at this time, mm-hmm. because we live in a post 9-11 world. Our lives have been very, very different. We were effectively, we were children right. when it happened. Right. And airports have been different ever since. Mm-hmm. And even, and so I don't know how much you flew pre i did a lot at yeah. least once per year but i don't honestly don't remember a time before after nine. i vividly remember my grandparents being able to come to me come with me to the gate oh yeah that was a thing yeah like being able to walk to the gate with people yeah right yeah so i vividly remember that aspect but when we're talking about 1967 airports i mean it's my for us watching this it might as well have been an alien planet Mm. because the rules were like they obviously had some rules intact like we watched them sit at that little ass desk for immigration right but like that's what immigration potentially looked like Hmm. and they actually filmed at gatwick airport Mm. and it's one of the first um, shows to be allowed access to places that the public are not allowed Mm. so like where you actually needed passes Mm -hmm. to be Um, So it did show a lot of that kind of behind the scenes. And as Houston folks, it would basically be Gatwick is to Heathrow in London. So it's a London airport. Mm -hmm. Gatwick is to Heathrow like Hobby is to IAH. Mm. Hobby being the older one, being the original one. And Hobby was doubled in size at some point in like the 80s or 90s. I don't know. My mom was telling me all about Hobby today (laughs) because I asked, you know, you ask one question And and you get a lot. I don't know where where I get it from. (laughs) And so they doubled it in size at some point. So think like half of Hobby. Mm. And we're probably talking Gatwick. Oh, wow. Because Gatwick has still only has one runway. Oh, wow. They have a second technically, but they don't use it very often. Mm. So it is... It's very small. It is pretty small for our standard. Right. But... It is the second largest airport in the in the UK, right after Heathrow, and it's the tenth most the tenth busiest airport in Europe. Wow. So small but mighty. Yeah. And in production in other production notes, apparently there's a change in the theme song in episode two, but it's kind of one of those things where unless like that's really what you listen for, Mm -hmm. eh, 
I, I didn't notice. Yeah, but I thought appar- it was the same. But like apparently there was a change. So what are your first impressions? You know, I didn't necessarily mind this except for the fact that it was six fucking episodes long. And yeah. I was like, oh man, living on the high life of only having four episodes. So it, that was a little bit of like a, oh, God damn it. Mm-hmm. But um, the story wasn't as boring as it could be. You know, I feel like I really got to see the doctor being more than just the silly goofball. Like actually like sure. put shit together and like it was more like I was watching Sherlock mm-hmm. than uh, like second doctor's version of Doctor Who. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was not, no highs, no lows, just kind of in the middle. Um, I was bored, (laughs) pretty bored. I was very bored at some points. I was also intrigued at some points, Mm -hmm. but like the boredom heavily outweighed the intriguing Mm. bits. Mm. And I like, couldn't disagree with you more about the doctor in this episode. I, boring. Just, yeah, like... I found him like making a lot of like similar jokes, but I just didn't feel like they were hitting as mm-hmm. well. They weren't as like, I don't know. I just, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a brief synopsis. Sure. The TARDIS gang land in the middle of the runway during the glory days of airline travel. After Polly is kidnapped and Ben gets got, everyone just ignores that the doctor and Ben don't have any form of identification, as well as ignoring the human trafficking of 50,000 young adults running rampant in a world that is post-9-11 adults we could never, ever understand. Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about TARDIS points. Yeah. Hey, Jen, mm-hmm. what are TARDIS points? They are our ranking system, if you're new. Welcome. But it also stands for Terrifically Arbitrary Rankings Determined with Intoxicated Seriousness. Yes. We'll see how this goes today. Yes. I feel like I know. I don't, I never know where you're coming from, but I know where I'm coming from. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about the doctor. Mm-hmm. How did you? How did you? How do you feel about him? Again, like I, I, I kind of liked the more serious role of the doctor. Like, there's still some of the goofiness in there, but like, it wasn't like I liked the more direct, like mystery solving and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, although I think it was a little bit maybe just for the sake of timing that like I felt it was weird that he just jumped to all these conclusions. It's like, how did you get there? You right. know, like right. I get you're super fucking smart. I would have needed more than just this one little thing yeah. to, to put all these dots together. So that was my main question was just mm-hmm. like, obviously the doctor was driving the plot because he was very much like involved yeah. in all six you know, episodes. And it was just him and Jamie and Jamie was having getting a girlfriend half the time. You know, so like, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like the doctor, I feel like there wasn't enough room for that silliness because he was the one that was actually doing shit this episode. My problem with that is he's always the one doing shit every episode, but 
It was things like um, when he initially talks to the guy in... God, all that flight fucking language just undid me. Flight control, mission control, Mich- uh, flight so command, whatever. Yeah, the one, the guy, the guy that was the one that turned flight code and that yeah, something right. Flight mission control room, right? That one off the main office room. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking around with him, and the doctor leans in, and it's like, oh, you must have a double, mm. because like the doctor knows, and the guy knows, and the doctor knows, and the doctor knows, and the guy knows, and the doctor knows, but then the guy's not sure that his doctor know. Mm-hmm. But kind of, yeah. And so, like, he could just be, and it could, and I like moments like that. Mm-hmm. I like when all of the un, the level of who understands what is in question, mm-hmm. and the episode, and the story had so many opportunities to really lean into that kind of stuff mm. like i can't put the blame on trout because he's obviously an incredible actor because mm-hmm. we've seen it time and time again mm-hmm. so i have to wonder what it is about the direction mm-hmm. of mr mr that i can't remember <laughs> what was your name jerry mill that has no wikipedia page mm-hmm. uh, like how is it that his jokes didn't hit me like mm-hmm. why why is the timing not good why mm-hmm. is the delivery not great what mm-hmm. are how are you directing patrick trout this mm-hmm. genius mm-hmm. that makes it so that he's not funny when last week he was fucking funny mm-hmm. yeah he's still cute as fuck mm-hmm. i still i still love him it's just like i didn't i didn't necessarily see the second doctor this week mm-hmm. i saw more of the first Almost like I wasn't shocked when I found out that this had been the original story, which is very different from what this ended up being. But like the fact that the original story was a first doctor story, mm. he feels more first doctor than second very doctor so. yeah. in this one. Um, he still was lighthearted and goofy in places, but it's kind of like I said, when he was, it didn't hit me the same way. It's like when the writers split Ben into two people. Kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. Where it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And if we gave the director points, I probably would score him low on this one because like that's who I'm going to choose to blame because Mm -hmm. I'm never blaming Patrick Troughton because he's perfect. (laughs) Not that he's going to get a high score for me this week. Yeah, But there was also the point where the first time that one of the chameleons gooped on them Mm -hmm. and who was it that freaked out? Was it... Um sam briggs was it her yes girlfriend yeah because polly wasn't around yeah girlfriend jamie's girlfriend flips the fuck out Mm -hmm. and he's like no it's okay everything's fine why are you freaking out is everything's fine no it is not fine right can you imagine can you just imagine you're just a regular old lady you're a regular girl you Mm -hmm. just came to the airport to find your missing brother and somebody suddenly turned to goop in front of you nope no Goop anywhere. Right. No. Someone turning to Nickelodeon slime is never in the plans. Never. And I'm not okay if that happens. Nope. And to to just be like, no, it's fine. No, doctor. It's not fine. It's okay. Mm -hmm. I also like that he only panicked once Jamie disappeared. (laughs) Polly and Ben are fine. But then when Sam is like, hi, so Jamie's got, where's Jamie? He's like, what? (laughs) Jamie. Jamie's gone. Now we need to worry. We know who the favorite is. Right. Well, we also know who didn't get written off this week. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I like that he's just kind of running amok with his screwdriver. It's fucking shit up. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I like that it's not bolt cutters. You know, it's not... Like, what are you going to do with a screwdriver? Yeah. It's very much... um, Maybe that was the comedy they tried. I don't know. I don't know. In a poignant moment for the doctor, um, at the end when we are saying goodbye to Ben and Polly, there's a moment where 
they're talking about like how lucky we are that we're like right here and we can go back home. And the mm-hmm. doctor has this moment of, in a bit of character development for him, that he says that you're lucky I can never go back to mine. Exactly. Or, I'm sorry, I never got back to mine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what does that mean? He's stuck in space and time. Is it that he can't get back? Right. You think? Because the TARDIS can't land anywhere reliably? I feel like with the hundred year journal and what my theory is about him, at some point the TARDIS would have gotten it right. So maybe it's a situation where... What if he's not trying to get back? Yeah. But I wouldn't think he would be as nostalgic when sure. he answers that. If he if he was actively trying. Or it could be that something happened and mm-hmm. he's like a galactical Psylee and he would want to go back. That's why he's... He, he would if he could, but, but he can't. There is a force keeping him out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I also really enjoyed the scene where he had the fake bomb. He was just like, here. The tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Look. Yeah. And people were just like, like what? Like, no. What the fuck? Yeah, that's that pantomime clowning right. that I love out of him that I wanted <laughs> want all the time. Yeah. I want it all the time. Mm-hmm. I also had a lot of trouble with the fact that, like, I get that Jamie's, like, a antiquated human. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't understand what belongs in what time period mm-hmm. because he's from the 1730s. Right. But the fact that the doctor m- kept going into these, like, meetings with the commandant and being like, yeah, ray guns. <laughs> Shut up. You know better than that. Don't be a barber about this. Right, right, right. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. you're not that dumb. You know that's not what's going to get you. It goes back to when um, I get frustrated. I don't like a dumb doctor. I like mm-hmm. a dumb acting doctor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ignorant is fine. Mm-hmm. I've never been here, so I don't know is fine. Mm-hmm. But like a dumb doctor, right. you know better than to talk about ray guns in the 1960s. You know they don't got yeah. ray guns yet. Why are, you ta- why are you saying instead of maybe you have 50,000 teenagers missing – what right instead you go the guy was killed with a ray gun like even just stop it the guy died the guy died I found a dead a, dude the, i don't know the, how he was the dead death was seemed odd yeah I, I don't get it there was no bullet hole right there was no he was burnt there was a big old burn mark right you so i don't like a dumb i don't yeah. like a proper yeah, yeah, yeah. doctor in that way I don't like a plot dumb doctor. Mm-hmm. I also really had a major fucking issue when they were saying goodbye to Ben and Polly because they said to Ben, he said to Ben, you're going to make a fine admiral. Right. And then he looked at Polly, the only one that's been taking care of their fucking asses from the beginning and said, mm-hmm. and you'll do really well looking after Ben. Wow. Yeah. Like, how did you couple them up like that already? <laughs> and how are you going to make Polly the sub? Right. Polly don't want Ben for shit. Not anymore. <laughs> Polly don't want anyone. She just right saw now. him fucking brainwash. She mm-hmm. saw his true. He, she saw, she saw his him inner as a heart. Snitch. Yeah, she saw that inner heart that Ben carries with him. Mm-hmm. He's going to get He's back on the follower. No, she doesn't he want would be a Nazi. He would be one of those that I was I'm just following go. the rules. Maybe, but I don't want to go that far on Ben because I liked Ben well enough. I mean, but if but that's like, his behavior, like he that's turned essentially against what he did his last friends. Week. Yeah. You know, like he had no problem with it because he felt that was his duty. That's fair. So I'm like, it's not a far-fetched idea. I compared him to a Nazi last week. So I guess, you know, that's not unfair. Case closed. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So what do you give the doctor? Uh, I think I'm going to also give him a 5-5. I was planning on giving him like a 6. But I explicitly wrote in my notes... 
How fucking dare he say that to Polly? <laughs> Minus two points. So this doctor gets a four. So he gets a four. For the blatant misogyny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because my heart, from what we have seen so far, my heart says that the second doctor is not actually misogynist. Yeah. And so this was like, All not only like out of left field, but for the character, but horrifically misogynist. It's definitely a heart no move. It feels very Hartnell, right? right? It fe- mm-hmm. I even wrote like this is like for me, like the if he would have taken her shoe, the spiritual <laughs> equivalent of taking her shoe. <laughs> like that's for me. Like I get where like taking physical comforts away for. If somebody fucking said that to me, and I was in a place where I wasn't about to like smack down, but was mm-hmm. like le- it, I feel like that would like. Be one of those things I'd remember for the rest of my right. life. Fuck this Just stuff. fuck you. And like hurt, but also hurt. Like yeah. that's all you saw from mm-hmm. me is that I can take care of Ben. Mm-hmm. And make how coffee. Many ti- how many times were she and Ben in the same room? Right. And was the- she was the one doing the most shit. Right. They were. She didn't send her always friends. separated. Like that's the whole point of this fucking show. It's like this whole arc has been Polly and Ben get separated. How fucking dare you say that to Polly? How fucking dare you for? Sorry, what'd you give him? A five five? Five five. We've alluded to this a little bit and we'll definitely get into it more next, next week. week uh-huh. Um where I think we'll have more to say about these two. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and talk about Ben. Mm-hmm. Psh, I just want so like the bottom half of these pages are all notes regard that I'll talk about next week. Okay. That's all I got. Literally It says got fucking fried. So first episode. Is this his vacation episode? Yeah. Second, he did a little bit more. I was like, oh, look, he came back. That's great. Third, vacation episode? Vacation episode? <laughs> I got to episode six and vacation I just... Vacation episode? Yeah. Vacation? Oh, Ben is back. 19 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. I literally wrote, so my episode two, no notes for episode one. Mm-hmm. Episode two, all I have got fucking fried. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then nothing until episode six where I wrote damn. And I wrote damn there because he still wasn't in it. <laughs> right. I so, was like, we're on the last episode and there's and still no Ben. Yep. 19 minutes. It took him 19 yeah. minutes to get in. in the and frame. I hate to tell you this. Those are all pre-recorded. Oh, Jesus. So like they left in episode two. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The one thing that I have to say that is also a, a, a director uh fib is like bro you're in the fucking chameleon tour hangar supposedly looking for shit why are you so goddamn loud loud just like smacking everything like here i am lizard people just stupid well and one of my problems with ben is that for blah 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 episodes now ben gets out of the tardis goes Smells like 1966. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's find the boat. Let's find the boat. Now they get off in 1966. And like, I get it. They wa- They land on the fucking runway and there's a fucking plane coming. They've got other things on their mind. Right. But he looked at a cannonball and said, oh, maybe it's 1966. Oh, You're not going to look at a plane coming at you and going, oh, it could be 1960. He went through all of that, saw how people were dressed. Yeah. And it took him until episode two to get got. Mm-hmm. And in no point did the question come up. Mm-hmm. That was disappointing for me. I kind of wish that some of what we had gotten is been being difficult because it's 19 fucking 66. Mm-hmm. And let and me get to, to get my the boat. Fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. 
That would have made more sense. And that would have been really cool. And Mm -hmm. like, even if we were going to write him out in episode two, at least we would have gotten a bit of Ben's character. But I literally have nothing for him. Mm -mm. And that makes me really sad for Ben because... He was a good companion. Yeah. We can talk about him more next time, but I don't think they did him justice. No, they do, like to get into Ben and Polly and next week a they little bit. Him, they like dodoed Vicky. them. Yeah, dodoed. Yeah, there we they go. They dodoed them. Mm-hmm. Vicky at least got to appear in every episode of her last <sighs> That's story. True. That's true. Yeah, they definitely were mm-hmm. like, well, let's pluck you out. Yeah. Yeah, like they got rescued and we didn't even see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't even tell us how they got rescued. Not at all. Like they were like, oh yeah, they're back in the boat. Suddenly, here we go. <laughs> Two hours later. Right. Look who's walking up. Yeah. Just yeah. No, just gingerly as fuck, you know? Yeah. Ben I- and Polly, here we go. Yeah, I mean, I think not to give it away, but both Ben and Polly aren't gonna get that high marks from me at uh-uh. least this episode, because they really just weren't there. No. Um but Ben showed up. For the first and the last. When? For the first, for a little bit for the first. Oh, no. I mean, he the was. Episode. The second episode, I mean, a he was technically bit. there, sure. I mean, but he, like, on he screen. Existed. On screen. Yeah, he existed on screen. Yeah. Like, but episode sh- two, episode but did, six. But did he really no, show he up? show up. But I'm just saying he, uh, he's going to get points for at least being on the Existing. screen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, in terms of development of his character and if everything's, like, sinking with what we've been you know, discussing mm-hmm. and observing from him. Um, I'm going to say he's a three. That's exactly what I picked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100% a three. When he was on screen, he didn't do anything bad. Mm-hmm. But he didn't do anything either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, and I'm no screenwriter, mm-hmm. but like being able to say like, he should have been able to smell his boat. He's been able to, sm- he was able to smell in the 17th. 17- in the 18th right. century. Right. Like he should be able to smell in 1966. That right. smell of salt should be real strong. Right. And like that we didn't even get that at the end. Like there mm-hmm. was no, it was like, oh my God, we're at the right time. And there was no Ben being like, my yeah. fucking boat. Yeah. Like there could have been this really great thing, but they, it was like they completely forgot who these deep people were. Mm-hmm. Until the sexist comment of uh, you can be an admiral. Right, and which is still completely out of character for them mm-hmm. because I feel like, and I think that this can apply for this episode, which is why I'm going to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Polly from the War Machines would have slapped the shit out of that doctor. Mm-hmm. How fucking dare you? Why are you? Like, you know, and everything she's gone through where she has been like the minder and like the person that's like taking care of everyone and making sure they're in the right headspace to be able to do, you know, she's been such a powerhouse Mm -hmm. that I think she would have been in this place to be like, fucking excuse me. Right. And I also think since we're talking about Ben, Mm -hmm. um, that Ben would have been like, hello, you can't talk to Polly like that. Right. What are you talking about? Right. Don't make assumptions. Right. I haven't even asked her out on a date yet. Right. And we don't even look that close this episode. Like, we don't look like right? Jamie had more action this episode, you know? Yo. Jamie's had more action than anyone. Anybody. Mm-hmm. Vicky As and her this boo, episode. Susan and her boo, they've just been- They only kissed once. Yeah. Jamie got kissed twice. <laughs> How do you feel about Polly in conjunction? Well, I appreciated the fact that she ran straight to a fucking dead body and there was no screams. Yes. She was like, so yes. it's also, it's also that disjunction of like character development too, yeah. because she was, she wasn't screaming at the beginning. Then there's a middle part where she was really screaming. Mm-hmm. And then now there's a fucking dead body and she's yeah. not screaming. Mm-hmm. You know, she screamed for less 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, in past episodes. I did appreciate that. But her, the mind control version of her, I guess it wasn't really her. It was more the lizard. or the, the Right. No, that was the lizard because yeah. her body was off wherever. So I'm not even going to really so, categorize and talk well, about. And I had a hard time because like in retrospective, like I can tell where my notes split now, mm-hmm. but I can tell where I'm like, is this Polly or is this not Polly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I am I critiquing Polly here? Am I yeah. making notes for Polly? Because I don't want to make notes on like Robo Polly. Yeah. And that's why I'm not even going to say what I wrote for episode two, because that was Robo Polly. Right. So again, she's in even less episodes than Ben is. One in six. Well, she comes back in six, the, but so did Ben. Yeah, so they're they're, they're He both. was in one, two, and six, and she's in one and six. Oh. Because technically Annika Willis is in more episodes, the mm. actress, but Polly is not okay. because that was the chameleon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I for Which I don't actually blame Polly for, but she is in technically less episodes than Ben. Yeah. I'll kind of save more on on Polly for the goodbye yeah. episode. But, I mean, she's also going to get the same amount. She's going to get a three. So I was going to give her a three, but I'm giving her the doctor's two points for being a misogynistic fuck. (laughs) So she is getting a five. She's getting a five. Partially because she didn't slap the doctor. Mm. And in my head canon, I'm choosing to to look at it in terms of Polly has excellent Mm -hmm. Mm self-control. And that she really wanted to. And that in her dreams... She slaps the, the shit out of that man, <laughs> and it, and like in my head, personal head canon, it like ruins the like the memory of what Polly just had. Mm-hmm. You know, it really sucks that that's what our last outro is with them because mm-hmm. the doctor and the Polly, and the doctor and Polly have been like so fucking great, right? So that's a real fucking shame, and that's why Polly gets his points this week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the newest, bestest, boyest. Jamie. The lover boy, Jamie. Yeah, uh, he, there was definitely a lot of showing of his uh, time period in this episode. But like, well done. Yeah, like, these are valid questions. Like, the plane thing, the way he describes the airplanes. Oh, I was like, valid. You know he got out of that TARDIS and shit him. Was like, I would have shit myself. going on? But he's never seen anything fly other than a bird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, to see this, yeah, the loud, yeah, like, yeah, terrifying. So it was photographs. He was very much like, "What the fuck are photographs?" I know. I love the way that they're playing this like time, like chronology thing. The bit, my favorite. Uh, let, let's like talk about like the chronology stuff for a second. Mm-hmm. My favorite bit was when he was talking to what's her fucking name the girlfriend Mm -hmm. and she's like so it would be this and quid but it would be this and pounds so you would be more normal like used to this and it'll be 26 pounds Mm -hmm. and jamie sits there and goes you know i've never had that much in my entire life and like bitch you wouldn't 26 pounds is more than most people made in a year but the fact that he is perplexed over 26 pounds Mm -hmm. and she thinks he's just perplexed over the quid like he's not even being able to conceptualize the whole quid thing what it is yeah like he can't even understand that like the UK like the England's got some money system that like Scotland's not using quite nope. yet and that whole misunderstanding between her and him over quid and pounds mm-hmm. I thought was really well written mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they it's like they took a break off everybody this week to focus on Jamie on Jamie his writing was 
excellent. I mean, to be fair, he was half of Ben half the season. So, like, I do appreciate <sighs> the fact that we got to see more of him. And we secretly found out that the doctor secretly loves him some fucking L- Jamie. Loves him. Like. Best boy, James. Right. Right. Like, out of all the people that I could be stuck with, thank God it's you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very obviously. I like that this doctor loves a bit. Mm-hmm. And that if there's anybody in this whole world that loves a bit more than the doctor, it might be Jamie. Right. And so it gives me hope for as we move forward that they're going to get in weird situations because Jamie's just willing to be in character. Because one of the things that I liked about him with this, that they couldn't, that they were never able to do with Katarina because they didn't give it, like, they didn't try. (laughs) They, like, took I mean, no chances on her. Yeah. I would have been really pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but because he's intelligent enough and comes from a noble family, so he would have been educated, mm-hmm. I think he works well because he's presented as completely unabashed about not knowing things. Mm-hmm. Because the difference of not knowing something that is the norm in 1967 mm-hmm. and in 17,589 mm-hmm. ray guns, things mm-hmm. that didn't exist then. Mm-hmm. To him, there's no difference between a photograph and a ray gun. Right. It's all future tech. And so it allows for the doctor or whoever to explain the future shit happening to Jamie, mm-hmm. but also gives him the space for the comedy of not knowing what a photograph is, mm-hmm. of standing there when the guy's very seriously asking them for their passport and him being like, what the fuck is that, bro? Right, like, bitch, I don't have it. Like, <laughs> there's someone dead. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Can we get past this passport thing and talk right. about the dead guy? Right, right, right. Please? Right. Now, you know, we need he your passport. Right, because he cannot under, he, no under, it's just a word to him. There's right. nothing behind it. Same with photographs, same with airplane. And so, to be able to use all of this tech and to show how techy the 60s are through Jamie, I think is actually kind of brilliant mm-hmm. because they wrote it well in this mm-hmm. episode with him. I mean, I think that to me was the biggest thing for him was that they really just developed his character a lot more. And what one, one of his lines that I really liked that I was like, oh my God, um, was at the end when uh, Ben was talking about being in 1966. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, yeah, like take us back to a more civilized place, like 1750. I wrote, I wrote that too. Yes. I'm like, okay. King. You know what? All right. King. All right. That All is right. my that is my definition of civilized. Yeah, I love yeah. it. And like fair. Look what yeah. he's witnessed. A lot of like, shit. Like this is where Ben and Polly come from. No, thank you. I do not yeah. want to come from where this Bill and Polly come from. This no, ain't no, it. no, 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 no. I with this I, human trafficking bullshit. With my complete, like, I mean, more kidnapping than human trafficking. Though. I mean, it was, it was it was a little bit human trafficking. They were taking their bodies for not necessarily right? for the no, because human trafficking is more sex and labor. So, oh. like, if they were like not paying them or like, I mean, they're them not like, paying them; they're keeping them in crates and like trapping them in their own bodies to take their visage. I mean, it might be labor. I mean, like... It's, but it's not really their bodies because they have another, like... Their well, bodies they, are somewhere else. Well, right. But mm. you're... But, like, if they kidnapped you... Yeah. They're still shoving your body in a car. Yeah. And just, like, letting That'd it be more false imprisonment. Uh, gotta love a lawyer. <laughs> 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 I'm over here just, like, no, fam, it's human trafficking. You're like, not technically. Not technically. Not by the definition. Interesting. <laughs> I wonder what that would be classified I as. I mean... W- I think it would be a creative argument if we said it was labor trafficking in because 
technically their brains because there the there was a line where it said like don't worry about the bodies like you're going to be mm-hmm. able to keep them until they die out mm-hmm. so they were feeding on some sort of energy from the like the their life body. energy yeah. right so we could technically say that that's They're like, like some sort of like off. servitude or bondage yeah, they're siphoning you know? off the life energy until the body dies and then they get to keep the look right exactly so i'm like you know that could be a very creative argument mm-hmm. for something mm-hmm. yeah cuz it's not you it's something of your liking but with like parasitic your soul. yeah yeah parasitic mm-hmm. interesting questions yeah thankfully i don't have to represent any of them oh right yeah no for sure cases <laughs> um i liked uh the concept that he got airsick yeah um i also was reading in one of my books and i just kind of liked this point that it's the first evidence that we have of a bathroom in doctor who <laughs> Just throwing that out there. That's fun. Which yeah. I think is kind of cute. You know, that's true. Right. They've been <laughs> right? like in a lot of fucking places and we've never... S- we'll, um, we'll keep an eye out for bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Practical mm-hmm. living. Like when do they brush their teeth? Never. They all when just they have eat? yeah ramping morning breath. Like do they brush their hair? Like Eternal when do they sleep? morning breath. You know, we saw some how of the How does Barbara's helmet hair stay... How did that stay without excessive scenes, scenes of styling? Smart house salon in the back room. <laughs> Yeah, we saw bedrooms in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Those like caught weird things that Susan went all murdery in. Remember, oh, like God. that was yeah. really where we saw them. Yeah, and so um, I would like to see more interior Tardis. Yeah. Anything else about Jamie? I for a second I was like, please don't tell me he's gonna stay here with Homegirl. But I'm glad that they were like, it's unrealistic for someone mm-hmm. to want to fucking change their entire life and move to a drastically different yeah. timeline or place for someone that they met. For less than 12 hours. And I kind of appreciated that the actress that played the girlfriend was like, nah, fam, I'm not picking this up. Because yeah. that's better. That is honestly yeah. more realistic mm-hmm. that, you know, they're stuck in this airport for, let's say, at least 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, while they're waiting, they kind of have buddied up together. Mm-hmm. Like, that kind of environment does tend to breed feelings sometimes. Right. Um, no matter who the other person is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of appreciate that that's what we got was mm-hmm. this like micro story for Jamie in this side story because he was not involved with most of the other characters. Right. He was involved with her. Right. And to have this windswept kind of cute story where they got cheeky with each other and, you know, kissed when they said goodbye, you know, kiss the mill, kiss when they said goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's actually pretty real- realistic for it's- a lot of situations. It reminds me of like a vacation story. I have one of those. Yeah. Definitely. Where yeah. it's like you enjoyed the hours that you had. Potentially, if you wanted to, mm-hmm. maybe it could be something great. But like, nah, fam, we're keeping it in this city. Right. Right. <laughs> those are the best. They are like, <laughs> like quite honestly, like some of the best where you yeah. don't really know anything about them. And it was just, but you know enough to feel comfortable for 48 hours. Right. Anything else about uh, the Jamester? No. Jamington James? No, I'm really happy he, he has his kilt on, though, that he's like, staying oh, true to the uh, kilt. So I didn't watch any of the original episodes, but the animation did a very good job of animating Jamie's shoulder blades and that turtleneck. Yeah. 
If that is what he looks like, from, if that is what we're actually getting out of Fraser Hines mm-hmm. in this turtleneck, I will be very excited. I mean, he was that's, a whiter. He, uh, whiter. He was white. <laughs> whiter with a D, not a T. <laughs> I, I actually meant to say he was a warrior. No. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense right. that he would be jacked. Yeah, but was Fraser Hines jacked? Do oh, I, yeah. like, are we going to get another Fraser Hines? Because, like, I don't love a turtleneck, but I love... <laughs> I love some muscles and some, some turtleneck. Some people in a turtleneck. <laughs> like, I definitely, like, there is definitely some lines that, you know, the rock turns around in that turtleneck, and I'm like, oh, shoulder blades under a turtleneck? I love, like, oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe not even the rock in a turtleneck. I don't know. Nam June in a turtleneck. And, uh, without the fanny pack, I'd take the rock. Maybe with a different uh, shade of jeans. Yeah, I'll have to find one of the pictures of Nam June in a turtleneck because it's pretty. <laughs> it's it'll make you lose your religion. <laughs> so yeah, that that turtleneck. I'm hoping my brain wants to say like I think of Jamie in a cream turtleneck and a red kilt. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that maybe this is kind of like a fallback mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. we'll see. But what do you give him this story? <sighs> Jamie, I'm gonna say a seven because I really liked just the. The bits of like, oh yeah, the reminders that he wasn't from mm-hmm. this time period. I gave him a seven point five because he was the only of our mains that I liked mm-hmm. the story. Number okay. one, I did like all the anachronistic, like timey wimey, like bullshit. Mm-hmm. He looked good in the turtleneck. <laughs> five point five points for that. Five points just for the yeah <laughs> yeah right. Um, and I also just kind of like that he got to have like his little side hustle happening with this mm-hmm, girl mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. nobody else had like any like exposure to mm-hmm. um and that i can't rank him super high because this bro sat and waited a lot right wasted a lot of fucking time yeah hiding um, behind a newspaper yeah but it was upside down and that was funny <laughs> <laughs> no more i was thinking even more when the doctor was like keep an eye on polly and so he just sits there mm-hmm. and we're gonna pretend like the polly clone doesn't see him right and then Sam sits down and like, you know, interacts with him, but at no Sam has no problem being like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Right. And Jamie's like, no, the doctor just said to watch. And I don't really like that energy. Right. No, I'm gonna do what the doctor tells me to do. Right. Not the doctor said that this is what and I agree with him. Mm-hmm. But But let me Yeah. It's it's that it the difference of being like a partner versus like a subject Mm -hmm. and this felt very i'm gonna do what the doctor tells me Mm -hmm. to do with no questions asked right and i didn't like that as much Mm -hmm. but i'm still gonna give him a 7.5 because he's cute because he's cute the turtleneck saved him me a little bit (laughs) so who's the baddie for me it was the director not like the director director of like the episodes but like the (laughs) (laughs) the character The character, the director. Yeah. Because the faceless people were just trying to survive. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just had a low-key apocalyptic scenario in their home planet. Right. And this was the way that their scientists and their community had decided that this was scientists. Nobody talked about their scientists. They said the director. No, 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 no. But he, something about like... uh, We're going to ignore that. No, 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 but the, but there was definitely something no, we're about that. like the no, scientists, we're like ignoring the scientists. Go back to your scientists. 
like go uh, back to them yeah so they can figure out something it was almost like they like the scientists said here's our first hypothesis right and they were like running with it we're gonna do i that. mean you just low-key but you just had the apocalypse happen in your in your mm-hmm. home planet so like it's like us with the vaccines for covid like fa- first one we're gonna get it because yeah. shit's fucked up and we're trying to go except outside. that the vaccine didn't kill anybody it didn't but I mean, we could ar- honestly argue like Johnson and Johnson versus like what's going on here. Like, I feel like it's more like that equivalent where a lot of shit got fucked up, but people still ran to get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine because it was only two. Well, one dose. right, 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 right. But there, this answer is let me take over and eventually kill somebody so that I can have a, a stable life. And a vaccine is not doing that in any way, shape or form. Not that, yeah, but I'm just equating it to the how fast people acted. That's to fair. Get it. I really think that their um, like saving grace was very much just like, okay, that's the first thing you said, like, yeah. boom, we're gonna do it. Yeah, they got murdery, but out of the the difference in, um, I the director is a little bit more evil to me because he was able to maintain like him and like the main mm-hmm. folks were able to maintain their original person with them so that nothing that happened to mm-hmm. that body could happen to that right 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 so all of them are bad yeah but the most bad is the director so here's where i'm conflicted mm-hmm. because i agree mm-hmm. it's either him or the one just under him that we thought was the big bad the whole story mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. pilot or whatever yeah because he was calling the shots because he was calling the shots for 99 percent of everything that's true and the only reason he turned was because his body was no longer safe mm-hmm. and that the director like i can appreciate someone who is hardline has bought in this is what's happening you know and he wasn't even like well, you said you hit him. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing, he had bought into the whole thing. Evil's fu- like I'm not like he's definitely still like a very very bad guy. Mm-hmm. But I was oscillating between the director and this guy because whereas the director sticks to it the whole time, the only time, and and then gets treated like he's some kind of good guy in the end. Right, gets treated real nice like he's a fucking boy scout. Mm-hmm. for capitulating mm-hmm. when the only reason we did is because he just saw his like bff drop to the floor in nickelodeon slime and didn't want that to happen to him right which like that's fair, true which yeah. fair but at the same time does not give me any kind of hope he's going back to his home planet and is not just going to subjugate another group of people and you know start the next invasion of the body snatchers because the doctor's not around mm-hmm. or somebody that is intelligent well, enough the to scientist yeah you know, so I don't necessarily like him either. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them can be in that pool because to, for me, it's like the one that radicalized him obviously was the head. Not not like I'm assuming, right? Right. But I'm just saying the person that keeps that like yeah. radicalness sure. alive and for thriving sure. is the director with his like, you know, mm-hmm. reassurances. What, you know, what we didn't see on screen, but what I could imagine yeah. Like someone in that position who was trying to keep people like doing what they right. what he wanted, right? Um, but he was also the second dude in command was more at fault because he took it and he ran with it, right? Like ran with mm-hmm. it, you know. And mm-hmm. his 
one action. He, he straight up murdered people. Right. Like his one action of helping the doctor is not necessarily going to wipe away the karma for all the other deaths that he right. caused. And I had a lot of problems with the fact that we all, that everybody just like acted like it did. Right. And it's like, great, you saved me. Yeah. But you're also a fucking asshole. Yeah. When the doctor was like, I trust you're going to go back to your home planet and talk to the scientists. He didn't go talk to scientists. What are you talking about? Like, you caught him. That does not mean he's like suddenly reformed. It's like now I don't want to get caught. Right. So now you're going to do, you're going to do whatever you want to do more in secret, more in silence. Yeah. He found a system that works. Mm -hmm. Like, why would they totally adjust the system that works? They're just going to adjust it to make it so they can't get caught. Mm-hmm. Let's find a group of people that aren't so likely to be stumbled on by an more intelligent group. Mm-hmm. You know, if they get to just transfer their brains into something, like, why not pick, like, slugs? I don't know. Find yeah. some trees. Mm-hmm. Especially because, to them, humans were no smarter than an animal. Right. Right. So, Yeah. Like, and so that whole system of just, like, yeah, all of it. I give it to the whole collective. Yeah. Also, and not just the director. A tad on like animal cruelty and animal rights, because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, okay, so you subjugate people like this because you think they have the capacity, like, have the same capacity as an animal, right? Like, I still don't want to electrocute an animal. No, I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, except for like a bug, like some bugs. <laughs> except for the flies. Yeah, there's some bugs. <laughs> but like for yeah. the, but I still, but listeners, I still feel guilty doing that. You know, I don't really want to like inflict pain on anything that can feel it like i still feel bad like picking a flower because we don't understand yeah <laughs> there's no way for us to understand it was all like it was only like in the past 10 years when we discovered that like invertebrates could feel pain it was only like in 1940 that we discovered that babies could feel pain they used to do surgeries on babies without any anesthetic because they thought oh if you're just born you can't feel pain wow so, like, I just don't trust this. That's really stupid. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Just, like, you just got chloroform the shit out of that kid or something. Douse them in whiskey. A little something. At least Whoa. something to numb them. But they literally thought babies couldn't feel pain. Like, I know at least in the 1800s, which is still wild. We were killing that baby. Surgery on children, yeah, on no. babies. So... I don't trust, I don't, anything that someone's like, oh, it doesn't feel pain. You don't know that. Right. You do not know that. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. Well, it's, it, it must, uh, going back to the whole plant thing, it must, there must be something to it because the fact that you talk positively to one plant and you degrade another plant and the positive plant lives. Yeah. Has something to right. do with it. Right. Yeah. Anyways. So I give the baddie yeah. score to the whole group because I think they all committed maybe the only not all of them are bad even the they're one, all bad they're all bad they're all bad i'm gonna they give were it to still the whole murdery collective. yeah i'm gonna give it to the whole collective and i'm gonna give them i'll give them an eight i to me they're all bad but the director and the second in command mm-hmm. are worse like they're they're like out of evil they're like pretty high up there um so i'm nah but like the flight attendant was bad and the nurse was crazy. And like, when you look at each one of them who was occupied by them, they were all just like the, the flight attendant like walked through and she was like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You're all miniature. And this is really great. And I think I'm missing one, but like, okay, like whatever. Like she was a bit, like she was so comfortable in the horror she was in. The whole group, but I still think that the worst are the two. No, for sure. But I'm going to give it, 
to the whole group. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to do an eight as well. Yeah. So uh, we both gave mates. Mm -hmm. What do you give the story as a whole? I don't think it would hold up. It won't hold up. I'm not feeling very highly about it. Uh, I'm going to give it like a five. I think it's just kind of like middle of the road. A goodbye episode. Bridge episode. Not too much going on. But I, so some of the things I liked about the story, because I feel like we've gone pretty in depth with like things I don't like about yeah. the story. <laughs> I liked that the, um, rem- the controllers, the people looked, looked like, um, Wii remotes. They did. Fully they looked really like Wii remotes. Did. Um, I also like that they did the, where they did the science fiction, like technology of the chameleon, mm-hmm. the futuristic technology, but on the 1967, like, like board. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, like yeah. four foot thick television screen for all of the like technology. Like, yeah. Right. And, but they're still doing video chatting on that. I thought it was actually really funny. And I, so I really liked the sci-fi-fication of the modern technology. I still don't like the animation style. Very Archer-esque. I mean, overall, I feel like we have a lot more just negative things to say about it. I liked the laser trope. The 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 slow laser coming up while they're all like... Very Indiana Jones. It's such a trope. And it's one of those tropes that I actually really appreciate when it's done well. Mm -hmm. um, Because it's absurd. It's absurd. Because it's always a very slow laser. Slow laser. Mm -hmm. And while that works for the scene, the reality of why the fuck would somebody set, set up a slow laser for you when they're not in the room? Right. A slow laser is, is an observed event. You're doing that because you get off on the terror, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a torture device. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you, if no one's observing it, there's no fucking point. I mean, there was, these are also chameleons. Just so. kill them. <laughs> just <laughs> fast laser. Just speed it up a half a second. Like, especially because they like kept saying like, oh, they're dangerous. That's mm-hmm. why we need to put the late, like then, well then kill them. Kill them if they're dangerous, right? Yeah. I also, so we talked a little bit about um, the secretary, the commandant secretary. Yes. And like, this is the space I feel like we can talk about her. Jean was, was a real one. I was very distracted by her mm-hmm. because she's full on wearing a classic Trixie Mattel look. <laughs> very much so. Like I can pull it up. It is the pink bow tie right. and the white waistcoat and mm-hmm. the pink suit and it's a tight mm-hmm. pencil skirt. Mm-hmm. And it's one of my favorite Trixie looks, and I could not get over how, like, to the point where I want to know where Trixie got the idea from, Mm -hmm. because it looks, it's a latex version of of this outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And while this could very definitely be a trope, like, this could definitely be, like, a, you know, very standard outfit, Mm -hmm. everything about it is so on point that it's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. And I was very distracted by it. Every time she was on screen, I was like, look, it's Trixie Mattel. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking being a badass, Being a badass, like like Trixie Mattel should. Yeah, like, On brand for Trixie. She was, Jean, honestly, was also pushing the plot, too. She was. She was. She was very much like, oh, okay, uh, you don't want to do this? Oh, let me pretend I'm, I'm sick and I need to go to the She hospital. was so good. Well, even the first time when like the doctor was like, chameleon tours. And she goes, chameleon? And the commandant's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, fam, because that's the social structure here. But right. like, also, I think I got it. Yeah. And the research that she did without being told to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's 
something that I hope we get out of like our companions soon right. is not being told to do stuff. I right. like that independent. Oh, well I just decided to call the airports where people were supposed to land. Right. And, and find out, out if people had landed there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I did like her and she will, her, the benefit of her is that she will definitely go into the story score. Cause she was, I liked her a lot. I also think that, um, Jamie's girlfriend should also definitely contribute driver. because she was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, now we did watch the animation apparently in the real thing. She wore a very obnoxious hat. So obnoxious that the doctor never once asks her if he can wear it. So that's how obnoxious the hat is. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm glad that didn't make it to the cut. Correct. (laughs) Okay. So one of the parts that I did like about the chameleons is I really appreciated the fact that the um, youths, the ones that are shrunk down or whatever, are Mm -hmm. just kept in like scientific specimen drawers. Yeah. There was something about that that I thought was really fucking funny. Very much like butterflies. Well, where I saw that golden eagle was in a specimen drawer at school and pulling those drawers out where you just have like, like a drawer full of just preserved hummingbirds where I could like scoop them up in my hands. There was just a shit ton of them in like one whole row that was just a golden eagle. And then I've, you know, I've worked in other kind of specimen labs before, but that one really is the same, is the one that like makes me think of it. There was something about that that I thought was really funny Mm -hmm. because the idea of humans in that Mm. and that reversing of that, I think is well-deserved. I like the fact that I didn't know if the inspector had been possessed the whole time for or, a minute. Yeah. Or because there was definitely a point in my notes where I was like, oh, fuck. Has he been like having one over on them the whole time? Or did he get brought up there and body snatched? And I liked that, that there was that moment while Jamie was confused, so were we. Mm-hmm. And I liked that effect. Mm-hmm. That mind control music, I was like, are you, is this just, is just to set the scene to mm-hmm. make you feel like it? Or is this like showing the mind control happening? I was very confused by that, that yeah. music. So uh, what do you give the story? I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. I did too. Mm-hmm. Middle just, road, yeah. just kind of like there. You know what? Honestly, none of that really matters because the only thing that truly matters in this side pocket corner of the universe is was this story neat or not? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not at all. I knew. This would not survive. I knew by the very beginning of episode two that this was a no. Mm-mm. I was like, I hope this doesn't get better because these first two episodes are the, I was, I was so bored in the second episode that I kept checking the time several times. They are not that long of episodes. 24 minutes. The end made up for it. Mm -hmm. There were some of those cliffhangers where I was like, yes, on to the next episode. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, I don't know if I'd stick around with this if I wasn't doing this. I just skipped to the next story. Right. Because while the cliffhanger was decent, then it just got dumb again. Right. But anyway, this is a no. Yeah. It won't last. I knee. It won't hold up. So that's it for the Faceless Ones. Yeah. Next week, we're going to say goodbye to Ben and Polly mm-hmm. as our one little special. We haven't done one of those in a hot minute. Mm-hmm. It has been a, a while. while. The last person we said goodbye to was Steven. Mm-hmm. Nope. Dodo. I forgot Dodo. Dodo. Fuck her. Yeah. We said goodbye to Dodo at the beginning of Ben and Polly. So yeah. we have the week after that. It is the last episode, the last story season four. Woo-hoo-hoo. The Evil of the Daleks. Okay, another Dalek story. How did you know? 
Why did you? Why did you? Why did you automatically assume right. that it was going to be like Daleks? I mean, most of the Dalek episodes have Dalek in yeah, the name. Like it's so. in the yeah, 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 yeah. Because Terry Nation's got without Penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this week, we're gonna say uh, adios, Annyeong. bye, sin chao. <laughs>so much for tuning in this week and we super appreciate every single one of y'all's support <laughs> we like you a lot we think you're really cool and we appreciate you a whole ton and if you have any questions comments or whiskey recommendations you can find us on instagram at doctor who underscore on the rocks or if you're old-fashioned like me you can email us at media on the rocks pod at gmail.com And don't forget to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review, or like smoke signals, or whatever you can do to help us. Paper airplanes are cool. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Send us a message in a bottle. Uh, Hot air balloon with like a banner behind it. Whatever you, oh, one of those uh, fireworks with a message. Ooh, a a drone display. A drone display. Advertising. That uh, that would be cool too. Anyway, or just tell a friend. Yeah. That would actually be the easiest Easier and cheapest. (laughs) Easiest and cheapest would just be to tell a friend. Um, But anyway, you want to reach out. We love hearing from you and we thank you for listening every other week. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Cheers.